Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000 The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod. Get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch Dice today. Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the Chronicle, and all around the spooky dude. Ah, ah, ah. Having stormed away from the rest of the coterie who hunted for Harvey's first victim, Everett was forced to contact Mr. Ken, his Nosferatu information broker. Also, Ridley and Iris discovered Harvey eating a cat. Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. So there's that old adage, uh, more blank than you could swing a dead cat at, uh, which has always been pretty, like a pretty bleak turn of phrase. Um, it is more bleak when the thing swinging the dead cat is your buddy Harvey Grimm, uh, which is exactly where you find yourselves, Ridley and Iris, uh, as you stare at um, a vaguely confused uh, Harvey, who in turn is staring at the two victims you brought home from our chart of victims. Um, but um, you look upon him with horror, realizing that uh, his tastes perhaps swing a slightly different way. Here's a good question. The fuck do you do? Um. He has just asked who these fancy fuckers are in reference to your two victims that you've dragged home 
uh, Strad von Zarevich, uh, vampire wannabe, and uh, shitty film director whose name I don't have at hand, but fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Dinner options? Yeah, most people who are vampires don't get off on eating fucking cats. They go to eat your people to fill up, you know, their tummies. So how are you feeling after that feline? Well, I, I gotta say, it was a it was a fancy feast. I feel great. I've been chewing on on this arm for for well, seemingly as long as I can remember, and uh, just getting nothing from it. But uh, this here kitty, uh, I kind of hate that I did this, but man, it was tasty. I, I would ten out of ten would do it again. Well, if you like cats, you're going to fucking love this. So we got chuckle fuck uh, mixed sexual harassment over here. They're fucking film director. You brought over the crazy men? Yeah, yeah. This guy's a vampire wannabe. Oh, yeah. And fucking assault with a deadly weapon. He's a piece of shit. You can fucking eat either of them. Which one would you like? You want to give him a sniff? Um, so uh, Harvey kind of like leans out of the box um, putting Mr. Tibbs the cat down and um, just taking a quick sniff of the air and he's like yeah no sorry I don't think that's going to work for me got got any uh, got like a Garfield wannabe or, or some kind of cat man I see you know? like uh, cats or people who think they're cats yeah like if you've got like a rum tum tugger kicking around uh maybe a mr mistopheles that that might work but honestly i gotta tell you i think it's uh you know like cats maybe dogs uh if you find a raccoon that'd probably be all right but I, I think i think it just like holds up the the limp incredibly disgusting and unnerving body of mr tibbs and it's just like i just i think this is my jam okay well, we're going to have to make some fucking restitution because you ate the cat of the man who owns the bar. But otherwise, realistically, I think Everett's going to like it on the scale of things. Uh, which, Everett, is the moment that you return uh, to the bar, um, your ear still somewhat um, prickly from the, uh, the um, bolt uh, that shot past it. Uh, but having had a, a fascinating conversation with Mr. Ken, um, as well as uh, a mysterious offer from an unseen ally. Yeah. Uh, um, but also realizing that at some point you'd have to uh, check back in with your compatriots, who you left on pretty bad terms uh, with. Uh, so you come down the stairs uh, at TJ Malone's to hear, um, uh, honestly, I think Everett is going to like it. Everett's going to like what? Well, from what we've seen, Harvey just eats fucking cats and dogs. Huh. Well, you're right. That's, uh... That's an... I would say an enviable trait. Uh, I haven't tested out if he wants to eat people who think they're cats or dogs. Yeah, that's on the table. I mean, my biggest concern is... Cats are kind of shit, and I don't care about them. But the dog thing is going to bug me, so let's stick to fucking cats. They're distant, they're mean, and they just want, like, slaves to bring him food. They sound shit. I'm just going to I'm gonna poke little Strahd here and be like, hey, hey, can hey. you now for, uh, for just a little bit? Uh, and anything f for you, I think. 
act like you're a cat. You are a cat. Meow of it's... darkness. No, just meow like a cat. Don't no. They get down on all fours. You got it method acting, you know. They teach you to do animal work and shit. Get down. And this wait, and I still get to I, I, do I get the vampire thing after this? Like, what's is this part of the ritual? I, I haven't read about this in any of the books. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So he gets down on all fours and uh, he's like, meow, meow, meow. All right, you're a director. Make him a better fucking cat. Get in there. <laughs> Shove the Hollywood director at the guy on the ground. Ah, I um, I passed on cats. This is demeaning and I hate it. Oh, well, to get in a fucking box. Uh, and he just shoves him in Martha's box and closes it up and locks him in. Um, Harvey, this doing it for you? And Harvey just kind of looks uh, at this guy and he's like, you know, I, I did open mic nights as a stand-up comic in his uh, early 50s who had only ever spent time as a cop, and this is still somehow the most embarrassing performance I've seen. No, this is doing nothing for me. Uh, listen, uh... Everett, you, you said that this was an enviable position. I, I'm eating adorable little kitty cats. What what do you eat that's so bad that eating cats is a better idea? Good. So, uh, thank you, uh, uh, Miss Dunn. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Also, I like your new outfit. It's very flattering. <laughs> thank you. It's um, I'm trying to blend in. Oh, yeah, what the fuck is, are we supposed to call you? We should get him in on that. Uh, Lurleen is oh, yeah, uh, her running name. Lurleen, the surly bartender. Mm -hmm. that's, that's fucking who she is now. Well, Miss Lurleen, then. <laughs> anyway, Everett, you seem to be dodging my question. Sorry, I seem like, I feel like I've, I've touched a nerve here. Is, is everything all right? Seems like an innocuous enough question. I mean, I remember, you know, we used to go to an In-N-Out, and I'd be like, I want a burger. And you'd be like, I also want a burger. And there was no, is, is this some vampire thing? Well, it's, what's going on? Uh, just uh, killing and eating people doesn't quite sit right with me yet, anyway. Oh, yeah. I, which, uh, if he's not interested in those two, are we letting them go? Or are they here for you now? Well, I mean, uh, the one in Ridley. the box is mine, but uh, the other one, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we blew the fucking masquerade out the fucking window with that one, so... Probably. Well, yeah. So the only option is to turn me into one of you. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, I, I, I think we've done something to kind of deal with this before. Ridley, I think this is where you uh, kind of come in, isn't it? Oh, no, I can only do, like, fucking three minutes. This guy's been fucking wandering around in the night. He got promised to be a vampire. I can't fucking wipe that far back. Well, what's happened in three minutes that we can kind of work with here? Well, she told him he'd be a vampire, and then we dragged him down here, and then RV ate a cat. So I could probably get rid of the cat bit. All right. <laughs> uh, let's, uh... Pretend it's a prank? I don't know. Or you just want to fucking eat him? I don't know. I don't know why we're worried about this fucking guy. He's oh, the worst. I would like to eat him. Oh, there we go. So we fucking eat him. Wait, uh, like just enough that, that I become one of you, right? Yeah, sure. You'd be surprised how much that fucking is, but that's how it's going to go. Okay. But like, and he kind of looks to, to the three of you and he's like, 
can it just be her and in a sexy way? Listen, it can just be her, but I'm not fucking telling her how she's got to eat you. That's up to the lady. I'm just, um, I, I am Strad Von Zerovich. I may not have the powers of the vampire yet, but I, I am truly a lord. I'm just going to go ahead and eat him because I want him to shut the fuck up. Okay, uh, can you describe what that looks like? I'd probably, like, kick him in the nuts. And <laughs> <laughs> let him drop to the floor and then, like, just go for the neck. Cool. I liked it. Um, in my head, this is very much like a, a, a frustrated, like, someone won't kill a bug. And you're just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Just, like, boot him in the dick. Uh, and he leans forward. And you just, like, roll your eyes and sink your uh, uh, teeth into his neck. Um, and Riddle uh, just looks to Everett and goes, that's how I would have done it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Uh, he um, he kind of like the, he has a muffled yelp, um, but obviously it's 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 mostly pain from from getting kicked in the nuts. Um, and he's like, clever tactic. The pain in my scrotum will distract me from the pain in my neck, just like a good doctor giving a needle. I can't wait to be one of you. Do you drain him dry? Yeah. Everett goes upstairs. I, like, I, he wouldn't just stand around and watch this happen. It's, yeah. I don't like this guy at all, and I'm hungry. Yeah. Uh, so, Miles, uh, you can reduce your hunger score to zero because uh, you're fully slaked. Um, uh, Harvey watches kind of enviously looking down at, at the, the, the limp form of Mr. Tibbs, and he's just like, man... I think you're lucky. There seems to be a lot more blood in him than there was in this. It's like drinking a juice box. Well, that's undoubtedly true. But then you no, hear a I... thump from inside the box. Oh, yeah, he fucking waits in it. It's the end of the night. I'm not eating breakfast before I go to bed, you cunt. <laughs> He's like... He's just going to reach down and just turn the box on its side. Like, ah, flip. Ah. <laughs> Two of those. And you're like, oh, I, I think he's getting you a clue. Uh, they just hear, wait, who's Iris and why is there poetry to her in here? Pick box up six inches, drop box six inches. Ah! <laughs> I mean, it's good. It just goes to show that, um, you know, you don't mind eating bruised fruit. Like, it's, no. it's you know... It's still what a banana. That, it's gonna be fine. Calling this box the tenderizer. <laughs> it's like trying to like uh, rough up jeans. Just throw a bunch of like golf balls in there. Like yeah, it's fine. I'll just tumble them over a few times. See if there's a geode in there worth grabbing. Um, okay, cool. So, um, uh, Iris, uh, you you drain um, Strahd dry, uh, and his his body slumps to the floor in front of you. Um, do you have any major reaction to the... I know, like, the actual instinct to, to eat him wasn't, like, a huge deal, but now there's just a, a essentially, like, a drained human body at your feet. Is there any reaction to that or no? It's kind of... It's the first time she's done something like that. So I'm... I'm I feel like there's a little bit of, like, oh, I might have gotten... But... I think I'm getting a bit starting to enjoy it a little. 
Yeah, yeah. I think Ridley would probably help normalize it. Like when she was done, he'd be like, okay, so don't worry. We're going to get the bear boys back. So they take care of this. And he just like hauls the body in a corner and like sits it up and puts him in like a pose where it looks like he's sleeping. And then he just like puts his hand on his crotch because it's funny. Yeah, I also do feel like there's there's some element of like the first time you uh, debone a chicken or like do anything um, for meal prep where you're actually like, dealing with meat that is recognizably a creature rather than just like here's a thing that's just removed from everything where it's it's um unpleasant but manageable because you're like yeah but <laughs> this is gonna turn into tacos so <laughs> um but uh yeah okay um also based on on uh the way the beast works uh within your your blood this is a hundred percent uh the way i think this would go um, so, uh, you don't need to mark this on your sheet anywhere, Miles, but yeah, the fact that Iris is starting to enjoy it, I think is definitely something worth, uh, noting and, uh, sort of tracking in future, because I think that's just who you are now. I was going to say, Tom, knowing this is the end of a night, we've all got some stain added. Do we want to roll our humanity checks to see if we recover? They go away? Or how do you sure. Know? Let's do that before everybody goes to, to sleep. You got a big day ahead of you. So, one moment as I pull that. Uh, yes, I believe so. I believe it is one d ten. Yeah, but we you've got to roll. I can't remember. It's like under your humanity score or something, and blah blah blah. Yeah, I am. Tom's got it. Tom's I'm, got it because he is our moral conscience. <laughs> I'm digitally searching it now, rather than flipping through the pages while swearing. It's good. <laughs> Hello everyone, uh, this is Tyler Hewitt, just coming at you with a little special offer for you. You know, if you're a fan of uh, what we're doing here on the show, then we have, to borrow a phrase from Jerry Holkins, a patron-oriented experience tailored just for you. If you go to patreon.com slash dice. You can sign up and get a bunch of special features that we're not really going to make available to anyone else, so do that. Now. Well, not right now, but, you know. Um, one moment. Still searching. Oh, that's why. Uh, it's bringing me every example of the word stain, including sustain. Cool. <laughs> we did it. We did it, everybody. Um, service your conviction. No, no, no. Just let's, let's, every... Feels like every session we look the same fucking thing. Every up. time we have to deal with a new rule, we get to go through the entire poorly indexed Vampire the Masquerade book. Do you yeah. want to know something? What if you read the whole rule book again? <laughs> the fucked up thing, Ryan, is that is what I did in preparation for this session. Did not help. All right. Uh, well, I found the page, so just you know, Perfect. hang tight. It's okay. We're getting ready for bed. Ridley's doing what he normally does, making sure the, the tenderizer is locked shut and then stripping nude and climbing into his coffin. Wait, I forgot he gets naked to get to his coffin. <laughs> forgot about that. That's a really funny detail, man. <laughs> um, Miles, given that you are staying uh, at TJ Malone's, um, where do you think Iris sleeps? Didn't I sleep in the office last time? Yeah, Interestingly enough, sense. I think you and Everett both sleep in the office while you're here. So, yep. I don't would know Everett if... have already claimed the office? 
I went upstairs, so I would probably be in the office. Um, if you don't want to share the office with me for understandable reasons, um, then we can either <laughs> have it out or you can just go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere else safe, I can go. I'll sleep behind the bar. They wouldn't have any light get back there. That seems risky, but again, I'm I'm in the bar. I'm in the office. <laughs> you could like barricade one of the bathrooms shut. You could sleep in a bathroom, or uh, you could sleep in the basement. I seem like the person that would sleep in a bathroom. Nope, I'm just saying it's an option. You could, you could sleep cuddling the dead guy. The bear boys got rid of him. Well, no, because they would just. They've been taken by the satin prince. That's you our whole problem. Stay here for a fucking day or two till we sort that out. You could sleep on a box. You could sleep using a human pillow we got in the corner. I mean, I'll tell you, you could sleep in air, but I'm fucking naked, so it'd be weird. Say that again, Miles. For anywhere I can make an, a dark little blanket for it with, because that's better than his other options. Yeah, there's definitely a corner of the basement where, where you can do that with, like, the kegs. Great. I'll do that. <laughs> Fort Keggington was born that day. Um, so, yes. Uh, now, here's the thing. Um, to remove stains, uh, you must feel remorse. So the question is, do you feel remorse? Because if you don't feel remorse for the reasons you have stains, then you don't need to roll for this. So, like, I know Everett's going to roll, <laughs> but what about the rest of you monsters? Um, I think Ridley would feel bad about turning Harvey because he didn't get permission from Harvey to do it. And Everett kind of cowarded out and wouldn't give a definitive statement so he's not feeling super great about all the things that have gone down in that regard cool um and miles you have stain as well right now right where would i have noted that it would be um, a single line through one of your humanity boxes yes i have, i do okay given that we've established that you're kind of into this right now i would propose wait you're gonna jump in with something well, I was going to say, I feel bad and a little shocked, but I don't feel regret. Yeah, so I'm just going to say go ahead and lose a point of humanity, um, which will remove your stains. But given that you're kind of embracing the beast, I feel like based on the nature of this, also your stains aren't from, your stains are from losing control, but not on people you care about. Like, I think for, for Ridley and, and Everett, it makes sense because like Ridley's dealing with like turning Harvey against his will and like Everett's dealing with, you know, Everett stuff um but you haven't killed anyone that you like it's not like you drained emily and you're like oh god what have i done you're like i i, I killed the asshole dressed like a cartoon <laughs> um great so uh, you can remove your stains uh, as well as one point of humanity um for those of you rolling remorse checks um you can roll um 1d10 uh, the minimum is one um, but um, you could roll a number of dice equal to the uh, unmarked, unfulfilled dots on your humanity checker. Checker. Jesus. Tracker. On your checker! You feel? Does that include uh, stained boxes or only stuff with nothing in it? Um, stained boxes are fine. Okay. So I roll seven dice. As do I. I have four successes. Uh, shit, I'm sorry. I lied. Stains do prevent you from rolling more because the whole point is that it's you slowly losing your shit. So please re-roll those. Okay. 
Sorry, they, it will not surprise you that the poorly indexed book also has a confusing system. That's fine. Rolling six. I have two successes. All right. He thought he felt really bad, but then he felt less bad. <laughs> he he felt really bad, and then he remembered he was also a vampire, and then he felt slightly less bad about making Harvey a vampire. Understandably. It's, it's uh, four successes. Okay. Whatever. So both of you can uh, remove the stain okay. uh, from your humanity. Um, both of you sleep poorly uh, thinking about the, um, the horrible things you've done. Uh, Iris sleeps soundly um, surrounded by kegs. And blankets, um, her her tum tum full of the blood of a jerk, <laughs> um, which admittedly went down much better than that tea, which is I think maybe why you start to lose humanity. Um, great. So uh, again, a bit of a fitful night, um, day I should say. Um, you, um, I, I think uh, TJ comes down and kind of wakes the three of you up. Um, Pardon me. Um, wakes the two of you in the basement up and um, Everett in the office up um, uh, sort of as soon as, as dusk hits, uh, knowing that um, you're on a bit of a, a limited time um, this evening to um, catch the Satin Prince before he leaves town, presumably with his new entourage uh, of the Bear Boys. Um, if you recall, um, your biggest lead right now is Dederick Janssen, um, who runs a... Uh, seemingly a, a, a trendsetter and a tastemaker um, in the Montreal club scene. Um, you were put on to him by your cabbie companion, um, and uh, though you haven't found out any personal details about him, uh, he does seem to to have the location that the Satin Prince will be enjoying a post-show revel this evening. Um, so your first mission is... Uh, I mean, so you got a couple things on your plate. One, um, there's still the argument from last night kind of hanging heavy in the air. Um, Everett still hasn't revealed his secrets. He stormed out after essentially saying like, you'll have to trust me. I'm not going to tell you my secrets. And everyone's like, but we'll only trust you if we tell you our secrets. And he was like, trust me, bye. Uh, and then left. So that's kind of where you left the argument out. Admittedly, more things have happened since then. Um, you had the hunt. Uh, he went and uh, learned um, a bunch of things from Mr. Ken. Sleepy DM is yawning. Um, but uh, do you need any fucking blood this morning? Because I mean, I've got to go downstairs. I've got to fucking eat something. If you don't, I'm worried you're going to be too hungry. It's going to be a big night. So come on down. We could both have a snack. I'll split him with you, and then we can go get off on our way. Uh, no thanks. I'm I'm all right. I, I want to get things. I want to hit the road running here. Um, I will ask you. To um, Miles, I'm going to let you off the hook for this, but um, Everett and uh, Ridley, you'll have to roll your rouse checks uh, yep. for waking up. Um, I'm getting mythos and this confused. I want to roll over five for a success. You want a six to ten for a success, okay. one to five for a fail. I rolled a one. So, so go ahead and give yourself another point of hunger. Um, so as you're saying this, you're clearly like holding your stomach and being like, no, nah, let's just hit It's honestly, it's me anytime I'm running late. And people are like, are you sure you don't need a coffee? And I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. It's that classic rumble of like, Ew. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just want to be clear, Everett, because uh, I rolled a success. But I'm like, we've got him. 
we might have to do shit with this Dedrick guy, and we might have to fight our fucking club to protect the masquerade and get the beer boys out. I don't know who's there or what the power is. Like, you should eat something, and then you'll be stronger and tougher, and you can fucking heal yourself and all that shit. I'll, I'll, I'll be all right, really. I truly do appreciate the, uh, the offer, especially after our talk last night. I appreciate you extending the olive branch here, but uh, I, I really can't right now. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll see about finding a ride for us since uh, we don't have a car no more. And Ridley just looks to Iris and he thinks he's doing a gym take, but it includes his hands going up in a big like, what? And then he just goes down to the basement and eats the director. So it's a, a Gervais take rather than a, a gym take. <laughs> he does a full merchant take uh, <laughs> and then goes downstairs and eats a man. Uh, drains him completely? Oh yeah, fuck him. Oh yeah. Cool. Um, Iris, do you, do you partake of this? You're technically not hungry, but, like, you could have a snack if you want one for the road. I already ate my douchebag. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> you don't want to fill up on douchebag before the main course. Um, all right, so, uh, Ridley, go ahead and uh, slake your thirst. Um, do, you, um, do you now move Strahd into the box, or do you put the guy in the box... Next to Strahd. Oh, uh, god I damn think, yawns. I think he'll put the guy, he'll take the guy out of the box and he'll put him next to Strahd and then he'll put each guy's hands on the other guy's crotch and get like him for a second and then he'll leave. Um, Iris, you observe all of this. What is your reaction? I think I just turn and walk out. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right, so uh, it's dusk. Uh, the bar is hopping. Um, a bunch of people turn. They're like, Lurlene, you're back! Yep. <laughs> ah, classic Lurlene. Um, Sice Lurlene. Uh, so I assume, um, Everett, you went in search of a vehicle. Um, are you trying to um, hotwire a car, or are you calling the cab company? Uh, I'm looking for, I think, a vehicle to steal. Okay, so with that in mind, um, what kind of check should I make you roll for this? It won't be investigation. Drive? Um, yeah, I guess you could take a drive. Uh, sorry, I'm just pulling up the, uh, the sheet here. One moment, please. Probably looking technology. for a... Uh, like a... I'm kind of like a... Yeah, yeah, finance would be good. Um, a cult? <laughs> Yeah, just grab I your old... I summon a car. I summon yeah. a car. Uh, no, it's... <laughs> I mean, look, quit pitching shows I'd rather watch. Um, Cthulhu <laughs> Ford Photogen. <laughs> um, can you roll me... I, I'd actually take a Streetwise, I think, for this, um, which is identifying what the best cars to steal are. Streetwise. Oh, man. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to keep yawning forever. I'm full of espresso, but my body doesn't care. So, like, just... Okay, just buddy. think of it as spooky intonation. Say, you said it's dusk. We're just all waking up as vampires. Mm -hmm. So we're, is it just Streetwise or do we, we combine it with one of the three? Yeah, that's right. So members? I would say like probably in this case, um, Wits or Resolve. Wits or Resolve. I'll do Wits. Streetwise and Wits makes the sense, most sense to me. Um, wits is four. Okay. And I'm going to call my two orange dice as being my two hunger dice. Uh, okay. 
pretty good. Uh, two successes, and then two critical successes, one of them on a hunger die. So I believe that's a messy success for finding a car. I'm sorry, it's a what? Messy successy! There it is. You can't say it normal, you coward. <laughs> say it like a fucking doctor. Um, I'm sorry, ma'am. It's a, it's a messy successy. Um, it's quite common, but it is I'll, worth knowing. I say it as normally and with as much contempt as the guy who invented the GIF. <laughs> and now do a t-shirt with a front and back that's like messy successy and comic sans and me going crazy and on the back it's you deadpan and it's the words with a period yeah and then there's like a cool single rhinestone glove that has miles just shaking her head yeah. <laughs> honestly red bubble would do it they'll do fucking anything it's a successful mess <laughs> It's a, it's a less than tidy victory. Um, okay, well, shit, what the fuck is a messy success on looking for a car? Car. He oh, it. no, no, I got it. He finds a Vespa. <laughs> he finds a car he with takes a vampire like, oh, driving it. I gotta get a scooter. <laughs> yeah, you just start swinging it around Yakuza style, like, guys, I found it! Um, okay, so I think what happens is... Um, Everett, you're you're looking around, and um, the hunger is legitimately bothering you. Um, also, with no Martha blood bank anymore, you actually just don't know when the next time you could eat is, unless you eat one of your friends, which is a bit concerning. Um, I think you've got fingers crossed that um, these there will be evil vamps on this adventure, but there's no certainty. Um, I think you're also slightly distracted uh, because now you're you're uh, uh, fully aware that someone is watching you, and even though they have presented themselves as a uh, as a potential ally, uh, you know, an anonymous arrow with a message isn't exactly a fucking comforting yeah thing. It raised my ear, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. A friend Phones go there. That's that's how you get messages to ears. Yeah. Um, so um, anyway, so you're you're a little flustered as as you try and find a vehicle. Also, again, like um, despite the peace offering, like I I feel like you probably like me as Tom McGee, not the storyteller, uh, don't exactly believe Ridley Beef to be a man who lets things go super easy. No, um, but I do also believe Ridley to be a guy who wears his heart on his sleeve. So I, I did interpret it as like an honest gesture, like, let's get a meal. But oh, but uh, no, 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 absolutely. Uh, but it's, it's one of those things where like at some point you're still going to have to deal with this shit. Yeah. Um, anyway, all this going to say that you do find um, you find a car that is actually like vaguely reminiscent of yours. Um, and you've had to break into your own car enough times, uh, I think, is a hard luck detective uh, that... Um, you kind of like it, it's a busy enough street. It's still early. You quickly jimmy the lock. Um, you gun the engine and you uh, you drive. Um, so I mean, looks like the messy success wasn't an issue after all, right? Um, so um, you're very very uh, proud of yourself as you um, pull around in this car. Uh, and uh, kind of pull up to uh, to the front of Mayday Malone's, and that sense of, of of pride and that sense of accomplishment lasts until you hear the tiny wail from the back seat, and turning and looking over 
you realize there is a baby in that seat. This episode of Blood and Serum features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles at Maggie Miles on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Dum Dums and Dice logos are done by Decapitated Markers. At Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control in Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. You can also buy merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. Ah, ah, ah. Spooky. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.